<laughs> it's good. Wins the game at the buzzer. I am not a role model. I learned it by watching you. Stay off the weed. Welcome, welcome to uh, High on Hoops with uh, myself, Chris, and uh, my boy Joseph over here, where the the weed is always better than the takes, but the takes are pretty good too. The takes are pretty good too, and the basketball is always good. So, uh, Joseph, where are you at in life right now? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing good, Chris. Uh, some crazy things going on in my dating life, as we talked about pretty podcast, but. You know, no nobody wants to get into all that. Um, no. The, the the NBA season though has been rolling. Some unexpected teams still killing it. Um, some teams that we thought we were going to do great, not doing so great with our beloved Miami Heat. But uh, anybody complaining oh about God. the NBA season right now is out of their minds because it feels like every game has been super close and down to the wire. And there's been a lot of good basketball, so, so, so it's been cool. Quick quick question for you here so so yes we are a basketball podcast do we have to talk about the heat when they're doing poorly like i mean i feel like <laughs> it's just gonna it's just gonna be a a a, a, a knife to the heart for me it's a, i mean it is i mean they are they are looking really bad right now and i am just so upset about it but you know again life goes on and i think we have good enough weed to get us through it so well, I th- yeah, I guess we'll have to talk about them. Uh, we'll have to talk. We don't have to talk about them too much because uh, right now they're a bad team. Uh, you know, we don't talk. We don't try to talk about bad teams too much on here if we no. can help it. We like to give sh- no. shine to people. So, yeah, agreed. All right. Well, uh, let's get into it then. Um, watching some basketball right now. Watching the the sad show, aka the Lake Show. Uh, LeBron James. You know. Yeah, I mean it is. It's pretty atrocious basketball, Joseph. Uh, we've had we've had two games. Uh, call them the the battles of the the battles of the cities tonight. I don't know what the fuck the NBA is calling them. It's I, I mean it's weird because Brooklyn and and the Knicks they're not technically in the same city, but I feel like NBA has been running with this battle of the cities thing. So um, yeah, I mean LA is big enough for two. Uh, the game earlier. Man, I I underestimated how bad the Knicks are. I gotta be I gotta be honest with you. They they put up less than ninety points, uh, less than ninety points against probably one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah. Uh, KD went for a triple double. Um, ben Simmons uh, whopping six points again. So yeah, just the 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 Nets being the Nets and just showing out without without Kyrie. I mean. They they looked good tonight, but I my takeaway from it was the Knicks looked much worse. Ben so, Simmons, no, uh, notably yeah. playing off the bench, uh, looks like he did twenty four minutes off the bench, and he was a plus eighteen, um, despite only putting up six points. And then Royce I mean, O'Neal was like a plus forty four uh, in the starting lineup with six points. I, I feel like I feel I feel like you could put up six points as a fan. Uh, maybe not me personally, maybe you, but, um, the, and yeah, I feel like the, <laughs> I, enough I feel like the New York Knicks, like they were starting off the season pretty good. And I was like, you know, maybe that they have everything they need. They have a little bit of depth. Um, you know, they seemingly have a good starting lineup, but it seems like Julius Randle, I'm looking at the plus minus was negative 29 during this game. Um, if you look at the advanced stats of players in the league, 
He's actually, statistically speaking, one of the worst players uh, in the league right now. As far as whenever he steps on the court, they just lose points. Um, seems like he's getting eaten up on defense, and he's not shooting as efficiently as he did to start the season. Um, and looking at it, too, he takes 15 shots a game, uh, which is more than Jalen Brunson. And I just feel like yeah, here's, that can't happen. No, he did. He did. Uh, he was a leading scorer tonight for the Knicks with 24 points. So um, he was he was uh, five behind KD with 29. But yeah, I mean, it's I I just I just don't know where. And and the thing, the scary thing for me, the scarier thing is I just don't know where the production's gonna come from this team other than Julius Randle. So uh, yeah, the depth's bad. Um, they just put up a. <laughs> 85 points 85 points in the current in the current league like how bad is that that's fucking bad yeah. like i feel like i feel like good defenses have trouble holding teams to 85 points and they put up 85 against the worst defense in the league so uh that was yeah that was that was disappointing the nets playing without um, Kyrie, pretty notables too this yeah, is their second win without yeah i mean that's in a row yeah, I mean it's and 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 they look they I again like it's hard for me to say it was good Nets over over bad Knicks, um, but you know again you get the win so you get the credit and uh, yeah nobody at the end of the season nobody nobody ta- they they just tally the wins they don't they don't look into how they were how they were uh, achieved so that's 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 my takeaway from that. I heard you were watching a game earlier as well. Would you would you have on the TV? I happened to catch the Jazz versus the Hawks. Um, and I wanted to watch this game because, you know, we've been taught last week we did a Danker mids and we asked ourselves, is the Utah Jazz dank? Are they the real deal or are they just mids? They're just overachieving right now. And they have continued to prove us wrong, Chris, um, since making our prediction that they were mids. Um, they are now the top team in the Western Conference and put away a team tonight in the Atlanta Hawks who a lot of people feel like the Atlanta Hawks could, you know, possibly be a contender for the East um, or at least somebody yeah. to get the good conference finals. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're a good team, solid team um, and a good win from the jazz. The jazz are now 10 and three Lori Markinen put up 32 points and is putting in a campaign for an, an all-star uh, all-star ballot at this point. Um, yeah, this to me is, yeah. is one of the most incredible stories going on right now. Uh, just a bunch of guys in marketing, Olinick, uh, Clarkson, who is always a six man, just people who maybe never got their shine. Right. And now they're all on a starting lineup together. Mike Conley's kind of getting up there in years. So maybe people underestimate him, but he's been huge, uh, with orchestrating the offense and, yeah, man, I just I, I really like this team and uh, the way they're playing. There's some beautiful ball movement. Um, and, like, dude, Kelly Olenek is shooting, like, 55% from it three. Is un- it is on un- <laughs> – like, it is unfucking believable, dude. Like I cannot, I can't stand it. A lot like, of these really guys can. are just, like and, shooting and out good, of their minds. Good for, good for, good for Kelly. Like good, good for, good for you, dude. Like, but god damn, like I don't, I just don't understand where this production comes from. And you are hundred percent right. They beat a great team tonight in Atlanta. Like I think Atlanta got off to a slow start, um, but I think that team has. Uh, more gelling to do, um, you know, with the with the addition of uh, Murray. So, you know, I, or uh, yeah, I think that there is going to be there's going to be some gelling. 
Um, but Murray played I, mean, great tonight. I think the Jazz are. I think the Jazz are undeniable at this point. Yeah, it is. It is. It is really tough um, to. I mean, and, and they're playing good basketball. But we're we're 13 games into the season, and you know what? It's an 82 game season. So 13 games in, you're an eighth through, and I mean. I've, I'm a firm believer in the in the statement, uh, you know, when someone shows you who they are, you got to believe them. And right now the Jazz are showing me that they're a good basketball team. So and, I'm going to believe them until they show me otherwise. Um, and, yeah, I mean, again, like, Olenek and marketing, like, just, I, I mean, I Mike Conley as well. I, they're, they're, I Mike Conley, you know, I think that he is he's, – he's an older guy who I, I don't think he's going to put up the production – that that is it, it's not it's not going to He's in make Chris any Paul headlines mode but I at do, this point in his career I feel like I, I, well and that's and I was going to I was going to say I do think that he has and not not as much as Chris Paul but I do think he has that leadership that leadership aspect of him where he is a seasoned veteran he's seen everything in the league and he can kind of he can kind of bring a calming to uh, to a young team, so uh, I think it's I think it's uh, in the works, and yeah, man, they look good. Yeah, they look good. So, I th- um, offensively, yeah. they like the starting lineup pretty much averages like forty something percent right now, forty four percent from three. Uh, they have a lot of guys in Clarkson and Conley who can beat guys off the dribble, dribble and get into the lane and then kick it out to all these shooters that they have. So it just makes them incredibly difficult to guard. And also on the defensive end, they have those seven footers who can clog the paint. And I was watching it tonight. Like there were so many times where they were just fighting for the boards and the, the, the Hawks couldn't get a tip in edgewise. So um, now let me ask you, let me, let me ask you this really quick. So now obviously um, all praise for the jazz right now, but I, obvi- I, I, I want to go into it with hesitation. So let me ask you, let me ask you, um, with, with all the good things we just said about Olenek and Markkanen, uh, it looks like the bench really is what is, is what got tonight. them to win tonight, at yep. least from, at least with, from, from some of the advanced stats, it looks like, uh, everybody on the bench was, uh, plus 18 plus 14 plus 13 plus 10 and then uh jordan clarkson went for plus 16 on the uh plus minus but yeah um, is it a little bit concerning to is it a little bit concerning to you that olenic and marketing were both minus 11 and minus 12 tonight i think uh, is was, that something that i you think can... i think olenic i think something might have happened to him because i feel like he didn't finish the game um so i'm not sure really what happened there um you know, the, the plus minus doesn't always tell the whole story. I feel like there were certain points where Markkanen would score like 14 in a row uh, to put them on a huge run when, you know, they really needed that in the balance. So, um, and, yeah. and, and I do feel like they were, they were playing some, some good defense on uh, people at certain points. Um, so uh, I would just say it's a bad game. I don't know. Okay. We have, well, you, you had eyes on the game. I feel like you... You probably got a better feel for it. It's just something for me. It's like you want to. Obviously, you want to see. You want to see your. You know, I. This is a team too where I. I have to. I have to preface this by saying this is a team where everybody thought they were in full rebuild mode, and I feel like they would have been. They would have been happy. Well, they would have been happy with a high draft pick, and now you're talking about a team who. 
um, at least from what we've seen so far, has a real chance of making the playoffs. Um, yeah, but I, I do mean, they're think, making uh, the playoffs. Know, down the sh- I, I don't see how it's not going to happen at this point, I feel like. Um, yeah, I, I mean, exactly. But, 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 but again, would you have said that? Would you have said that at the no. season start? No, no, no. Exactly. I was, I was definitely dead wrong about this team preseason. Um, I thought this would be like a cool experiment, and I was like, maybe they'll win more games than I think because these guys do have potential, and maybe if you let them ball out, which they haven't really had an opportunity to, like Olenek and Markkinen, those guys have really just always been corner three shooters. You know, pick and pop type of guys, yeah. and now they're getting like more control of the ball. They're running the offense through them. Uh, they're getting some more handles in there, and they're getting to show you know the versatility of their games. So, uh, yeah, definitely didn't expe- expect it to result in this, but it's it's been a really cool story to see all these uh, you know, in some regards, unremarkable players prove that they are remarkable. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 excited to see what this team can do. Uh, I I agree with you. I don't see how they're not making the playoffs at this point. Um, I guess barring injury, but even then, like I mean, the again the you know the, the dynamic of the out, team so too. Looks like is yeah. It looks like it looks like they're a super deep team, and there's always I think there's always something to be said for those teams going into the playoffs who feel like they are uh, underestimated. So and yeah. if this team is playing this good already. Uh, they may not be underestimated um, by by the playoffs uh, if they if they keep if they keep this consistency. But I do think if they are able to carry the the preseason beliefs with them, they're still going to be a very tough team. Yeah, and even if it's not um, this season, if they can build a good foundation, this could be you know a championship contender if they get the right pieces. So who knows? Uh, we're, this is so early in the season to even be talking like that. But um, but they're just, yeah, it they're is it is so good. <laughs> It is, it is very early in the season, but it's also, I feel like we've had enough games now for most teams to, to show who they are, you know, and I think now we're going to start getting, you know, into the, into the meat of the season where you're going to start seeing who, what, what teams are, you know, willing to, willing to part with pieces, what teams think they're ready to make the, you know, make, make the playoffs, make a playoff run. And also, you know, injury is obviously going to be a factor uh, going down the stretch. So, yep. um, yeah, it's it's been pretty solid so far. So, uh, I got I got a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched Ted Lasso? No. Okay. Well, so I feel like uh, I did want to I did want to comment. I know we already talked about uh, Brooklyn a little bit. Um, but obviously, uh, breaking news today, uh, they hired a new head coach and I feel like they meant to hire, um, a French guy and try to bring him in to get the Ted Lasso dynamic, but they didn't know they were hiring a former NBA player. So, uh, I just want to know a, how you feel about the hire and more importantly, I don't know. And I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, what so what, what happened with Udoka? Like, I felt like that was almost the way it was being reported on was almost a sure thing. So yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And yeah, I just want your take on this. I would, I would be, I think this might be a sign that they're going to try to do a fire sale. Maybe I'm crazy. But I feel like if they were to bring a Doka in, that would be the sign of like, we're going to give this one last chance with these superstars. This is the one guy who can work this magic to have this team 
come together in one season, right? That's what you do if you get a Doka. If you get yeah. a less experienced um, head coach, um, and I, I would think that it would be because you would want to start anew um, and have this head, new head coach uh, teach the young guys and they can develop the culture together. Um, so I think this might be a sign of things to come, despite the fact that Brooklyn's won the last, these last couple games. They're not against the best teams, um, so it, it doesn't really mean that much. And we know this team's not going anywhere. So I think that's that's what that says to me. Now that's an interesting take. Who who do you think who do you think they're letting go? Do you think they're letting go Harris? Do you think I mean I, the other thing is too? I feel like there's complications with that. I mean I don't I don't disagree with you, but it's like. Also, this the everything surrounding Kyrie already, and how many games he hasn't played throughout his tenure with the with the Brooklyn Nets. It's just like, what do you what do you think they might let him fire walk sale entails? at this point? Uh, because I don't know how many teams want him. I think that I think what I'm talking about is finding a package for KD. Uh, maybe you keep guys like Joe Harris and Seth Curry to you know be the vet guys on this type of team. And then eventually in the summer, see what you can get for them. Um, but I think this is a sign that maybe, you know, somebody like Toronto uh, could be like a suitor for Kevin Durant. And they definitely have the pieces to get somebody like him. They've also done it before. They've also picked up a big name to try to make a run and have been successful. So, And, and if you want to talk um, yeah, about that's... a team that would become instantly like championship level, like, that would definitely be one of them. Like, they're almost knocking at the door of it already. Um, depending on what they would have to give up, obviously. Uh, maybe it would be something like a Scotty Barnes and a uh, Precious Achua or something like that. Um, who knows yeah. if they would want to give up Scotty Barnes. But, you know, they have Fred Van Fleet. They obviously have Pascal Siakam, who's been playing, like, the fifth best player in the NBA this season. It's, it's insane. Um, I just I I just want to envision a world where KD goes to Utah because that would be the funniest. That thing would be like I think that th- hilarious. Like, I can't even I can't even. Oh yeah, no, I can't even. I I don't know if I could write a better fairy tale than seeing Kevin Durant in in fucking Utah, dude. Like the smallest market ever. I mean, hey, they're. I'll say this. I don't think that they're depending on depending on what they do i don't think that they're going to make any moves just because why why would you you have all this you have all this draft capital and mm-hmm. your team is doing well and yeah. so you just kind of stick with what works but uh right. in the vein of not talking bad miami heat what do you think the heat could put together to get kd nothing i don't like man i don't i don't think we have enough man i don't think people believe in tyler hero um based on him not really excelling in the playoffs um duncan's contracts way too big way too big uh maybe they would take lowry's um and have a veteran guard there for a year and then try to get rid of him after that um i just don't we don't have the most attractive package i feel like toronto's package is just so much better than anything we could give do you see him in toronto i could see it happening i don't see why not I, I think that, that I think that's be... one of the most likely ones just based off of they would become a contender, they have the pieces to do it. Um yeah. 
I, I don't see. Yeah, I don't and Drake see why just put out Drake just put out a new album with Twenty One Savage. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, obviously Toronto is going to be popping for the next year. So yeah. yeah, I mean, that would be that would be pretty funny to me too. Obviously not as small a market, and I think it's. Um, I think uh, you know Kawhi realized too while he was there. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't enough for him to stay, but like having. Having this, having a city on your back is one thing, and having a city love you is one thing. But that's the only team in the whole country. So having having a country love you is is yeah, a whole yeah. other thing, and that that type of fandom is is pretty crazy. Um, KD, I don't I don't know. He doesn't. He seems like a he seems like a sheltered kind of guy. He doesn't interact much. He doesn't interact well with the fans, at least from what I've seen. So um, that may be an interesting dynamic. But I think it would be I think it would be a really a, a really solid move basketball wise i mean if you want to make a run i think that's the best way to do it so yeah so chris i have a a a surprise story for you okay um okay because it it kind of involves you it kind of involves it wait wait the story involves me it kind of does vaguely all right right, okay so this happened five days ago so spencer dinwiddie uh came out to speak out against a referee who called him to his teammate a bitch ass motherfucker, uh, <laughs> and this oh, referee I, yes. is none other than Chris's arch rival, Tony Brothers. Tony Brothers. Tony. Chris, explain to our dude. audience your relationship with Tony Brothers for those unaware. Wow, wow. You're you're really you're really putting me on the spot here. Yes. But uh yeah, let's talk about Tony. Let's talk about my my interactions with Tony. So, uh back in back in the back in the before times when uh COVID was a thing and uh everything was raging, there was still basketball. And believe it or not, I don't know I don't know uh if many people remember this, but the Toronto Raptors had a magical little run. In a beautiful city. I don't know how magical Campo it Bay. was, but they were here. <laughs> it was. It they was. Didn't make it the was playoffs. magical. It was. <laughs> I mean, no. So, so basketball wise, it wasn't magical. But you know, they got to be in a much nicer place than Toronto for 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 half the season. Or it was Toronto. more than half the season. Yeah. It was, re, re, regardless. Let's let's talk Tony. All right. So so we went to uh, that game. Was the, it was the LA Raptors Clippers versus the Clippers. Versus, yeah, it was the LA Clippers versus uh, the Toronto Raptors, Raptors. A, at the uh, at, at the t- the Tampa Raptors, correct? Uh, at the Amelie, at the Amelie. Mm-hmm. So we go. We have pretty good seats. Like we were sitting behind the behind the right basket. Um, and again, this was COVID, so things were kind of barred off. But we were we were we were front row, and uh, yeah, so we were you know watching the game. Tony Brothers, he is he is ref in the game. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, listen, Tony Brothers, he seems like a fine fellow. He, I know he loves, I, I, I forgot, Gefilte Fish, that's his favorite, that's his favorite meal. Um, favorite book is the Bible, so, like, I mean. He knows listen, all his and again, like this off the Tony Brothers trading card. Yes, yeah, I'm not stalking Tony Brothers. This is uh, on the NBA uh, yes, referee yeah. thing. Like, they put, they put this up there. So, so anyway. Tony's making some bad calls. Like he's ma- he's making some bad calls. You as, know? And, and as so, you guys know, that's listen, what Tony does. 
he does. He listen. He misses calls. He makes bad calls. And so <laughs> I, I, I'm the type of I'm the type of guy where I really I was I was just there to watch basketball. I didn't have any stake in the claim, but I did I did want to see some good basketball and I did want to see some good calls. So you know I I let Tony Brothers have it. I said Tony, Tony, what are you doing, man? What are you What are you doing? And and again we're sitting front row, and so he he can see me, and I'm like. And at a certain point, you know, he's he's kind of he's kind of looking over. He's he's you know, he hears me. He's trying to not pay attention. I can tell he's kind of paying attention. And and he makes another real bad call. I think it was a foul call he made. And 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 I just I lost it. I said, I said, Tony, let's make some good calls here, man. Let's make some good calls. And he let me tell you something. If his favorite book was the Bible, like he 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 may have killed me with that look. He looked he at you like, like he, he looked over at me. He looked over at me like he was going to he 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 I he may I thought he would he might have kicked me out. Like really, he was Tony so was mad at him. He was pissed. He's killing him and, with his And eyes. so you know, listen, I, listen. I I calmed down a little bit. I I had a couple beers, and you know, it was it, it was what it was. Uh, again, I I kind of I kind of took a breath, realized I didn't have any stake in the claim. And so, you know, we went on. Um, but we were we were going to we. It was a sports trip, so we were going to another basketball game. We had made a drive down to Miami to go see the 76ers uh, play our Miami Heat, and uh, none other than our man Tony Brothers was on the call. Yeah, uh, and he was. Man, let me tell you, when I didn't have a mistake <laughs> in, in the game, Tony it was Brothers one fashion. thing. <laughs> he was in Tony Oh Brothers my mode. dude. I when I didn't when I didn't have any stake in the claim, it was one thing, but when the heat <laughs> when he was making these calls against the goddamn heat, it was just it was in it was infuriating. And we're sitting we're sitting a little bit back now. We're we're sitting kinda half court. It's still so, a good angle. But, we know what's but, going on. Like Good angle, but I would say I would say we were about twelve rows back, thirteen yeah. rows back. Like we were we were back we were back a little bit, and yeah. so you know he makes he make he makes a call, and and I I just lose it. I and again we're we're back a little bit. I'm like Tony, what are we doing, man? I I told you to make good calls a couple days ago, and he just looked at me, and and <laughs> I shit you I shit you not. He looks at me with a dead stare and just shrugs his shoulders. And smiles at me, and I'll be honest with you, it was it was you know it was it was, it was enchanting. Yeah. I it was it was cute, and yeah. I and and so you know I pointed at Tony, he pointed at me, gave me a little laugh, and so that was that was my interaction with Tony Brothers. Like here's the thing, I'm not cutting him a break. He needs to make some good fucking calls once in a while. Like to be an NBA ref, you got to make good calls, Tony. And so like I don't care. And you can't like, call Spencer I don't care how many times. a bitch ass motherfucker. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're reading the Bible and you're calling people a bitch ass motherfucker. Come on, man. <laughs> That's your Come on. That's book. ridiculous. Tony. Where in the Bible does it say it's okay to call somebody a bitch ass motherfucker? I want to see the passage. And yeah. you know what, Tony? Here's John the other 316. thing too. Like, I get it. I get. I get you like the gefilte fish. So, so whatever it is, just invite invite him over for a little bit of fish dinner. You guys talk it out. And mm-hmm. and and I want you to I want you to apologize to him as as. As intended in the Bible, Tony. Like you've read it enough times to know that we have to forgive each other, and we can't call, go around calling each other bitch ass motherfuckers. So, like, yeah, yeah Tony, just apolog- apologize, make some good calls, and uh, yeah, I think that I think that we will um, 
yeah, hope for the best. But yeah, to, to, also I do want I do want to say Tony Tony just got through cancer last year or something, right? Yeah, like he was he was he was sick. He's so yeah, I, I I and yeah, and Tony, I really appreciate you, but you, come on, no, no bitch ass motherfuckers on the court. Come you know, maybe on, he's, maybe, he maybe it's time he hung, maybe it's time Dinwiddie, he hangs it up. Spencer Dinwiddie seems like a stand up guy too. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie goes around saying shit like that. So you can't you can't be doing that. Come on. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, maybe Tony should hang it up. Yeah. He's not making but, good calls. Again, respect re, re, respect, respect to Tony. I think he's a good guy, and I think that, you know, yes. if the calls get better, he could if have, the calls get better, there will be nothing to complain he about. He could have been angrier at Chris, but he took it in stride, so we appreciated that. Um, so I wanted to introduce a new segment with this, um, talking about refing and stuff like this, right? And this segment... We're going to call it, are you fucking high or what? And it's going to be about the worst calls uh, that we have seen. Or non-calls, lack of call, whatever it is. If the referee was there and it was terrible, we're going to talk about it. All right? And this, Let's do it. this week on are you fucking high or what? We are going to talk about the final play of the Golden State Warriors. Versus the Sacramento Kings game at Golden State. Clay Thompson on the final shot of the game completely mugs Kevin Herter on the three point attempt. Like, like, it's not even close. And, like, completely mugs him, um, lands in his landing space. And there is no call. And afterwards, Kevin Herter is literally pleading with the official, and they're not even looking at him. They're like, oh, no, whatever. Last two-minute report comes oh. out the next day, and guess what? He got fucking mugged, and it should have been a flagrant as well <laughs> for landing in the landing space. And that would have put in the game into double OT more than likely because Kevin Herter is a great fucking shooter. And if they put and, and if it would have been a if it would have been a flagrant, would they have won it? That's a I didn't even think about that. That's an extra point. Yeah, dude, that's an extra point right there. Oh, so they, they may have won that game. The poor Sacramento. That is fan. that is he. I mean, he got he had to be high. That's probably probably why he wasn't looking at him, right? Like I don't I don't I don't try to I don't try to look at people directly when I'm when I'm high. You had to be super high to make that call though. Yeah. I, I mean, it was it, it was it it was it was right in front of you, and it was yeah. right. And Clay I mean, Thompson, like, just, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing, Clay Thompson? Fouling somebody on the last possession? Oh my God. Yeah, so that Dude, and was this also, week on also, Are They High or What? Really quick, too. It's like, man, that two-minute report. <laughs> how does that make Golden State feel? It's like, oh, great. Like, yeah, we 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 got fucking robbed. Yeah. <laughs> great. I feel so, bad for Clay, man. He's been having a rough season. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, I. hopefully it'll get better. Hopefully it'll get better, but... A lot of basketball, a lot of basketball to be played. So yeah. it's not impossible. Yeah, super rough start for Gold State. Uh, they should have lost that game, and then they would be like, like what, three and eight? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they're man. I'll I'll say this though. I, I again, and I think we talked about it a little bit earlier. The the lack of defense is definitely showing. Um, and you know, I think that. 
they're they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. And they're going to be a high-scoring team, but they really they really do have to figure it out defensively um or they may they may not show they may not show the same the same I, I run just, that we saw last you year. You just don't want to put yourself in a position where you're going to be in a play-in situation. Um, yeah. Because these top six teams that I'm looking at, they're kind of locking themselves in with uh, the lead they're they're taking. Like, it's not insurmountable, obviously. They're only, th- what, six games behind Utah? So it's not insurmountable. Um, but, you know, these teams are, you know, placing a stake there. We got the Trailblazers who've been playing great. Suns have always, you know, been good. Nuggets are getting back into shape. Grizzlies haven't even gotten yep. Jared Jackson Jr. back. Like, so if you're Golden State, um, even though you might be just as good or better than some of these teams once you hit your final form, you know, you're putting yourself in a spot where you could just lose one or two games and just be out of it in a play-in. The other thing too is hopefully injury doesn't strike this team because oh, that would be screwed. I feel like especially to one of oh. their one of their one of the, a, a, any of them whether it be whether it be Steph I think if it's Clay Steph or Draymond or, I think that, if it's Steph or Draymond they're screwed if it's either of them they're yeah I mean even screwed. even I feel like even even Jordan Poole at this point with with he's what an instrumental piece he's become good. like he's he's one of like yeah if you look statistically speaking like he's one of the worst players right now to start the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I he so I'll say this: he came he came out hot to start, and yeah. I think that, I, and I also think that he's the type of player where what you saw down the stretch is is what he actually is because I think playoff basketball is the toughest basketball. Like I know that there's injuries and things like that, and he's young, so I feel like that would be a lot of people's counter counterpoint, but. Uh, I, I just think that that's the highest level of basketball, and he showed you he can do it there. And so uh, I'm gonna I'll give him a break on the I'll give him a break on the slump. Yeah, for sure. Um, Me too. I'm, I'm think... not saying he won't return to form, but just as of now, uh, I think they could afford to lose him. They can't afford to lose Draymond or Steph. No, they're screwed if that happens. Which, yeah, like, man. you know, it is. It's like those guys have had injuries. Like Draymond missed a, a lot of games last season. Steph. You know, we know he's missed some games in previous seasons, so it's not out of the question. Yeah. They're not getting younger, so yeah, and 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 I mean, Clay is, you know, it, it, I mean, he is, he is injury prone as well. I I I hope to God he doesn't get injured again because that would be just like the the saddest thing, like yeah. after everything he's been through to come back. Yeah, but, but I mean, you can't rule anything out. It's a long season, and I do think they're gonna. I, I do you think they're gonna load manage him, or do you think they already have started? Um, but I just don't think that he's gonna be able to. Yeah, he might not play back to backs or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, well, but also well, too, I'll it's like this, you need to get gonna, him in a rhythm. Yeah, exactly. And if they're gonna do that, it's better to do it. I would say it's better to do it now and give them the rest because you, down the stretch, you you want a guy like that, somebody who can shoot it, shoot it from wherever. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't know. They can't really keep af- afford game, to sh- so. sit anybody. I don't think uh, at this point they're, no. they just need to win games. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's looking. This is like the most uh, outstanding thing to me that like like everybody's talking about like the Lakers and Brooklyn. But this to me is like the craziest thing is 
the way that Golden State has started off. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I, but I, well, I also think, too, the reason why, you know, you hear about the Lakers is because it's expected. And I also think that people give Golden State a reprieve. Again, a lot of yeah. people, you know, justify it by saying it's early in the season. Um, they're, they're a great team. And so you, you don't hear as much about them. But, yeah, I mean, the Lakers – People people love to clown the Lakers, and I mean rightfully so. I, this team, you know, they they were they were supposed to be constructed to be the best team. As as I'm watching them now lose to the Clippers, uh, but yeah, I mean they it's 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 a travesty. But there is one uh, there is one I guess glimmer of hope, so to speak. So uh, Russell Westbrook has been coming off the bench, and he has been putting up big numbers. So. Um, do you think it's a coincidence? Do you think there is a correlation as far as him getting more rest? Or do you think it is more so uh, he is he just wants his spot back so bad that he is playing better? Because I, his, his numbers off the bench have been ridiculous. I think he's shooting like 40% or something like that. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's been shooting good. Up... Uh, he's been doing good jump shots this season. And I think it's not... I think he could do this starting on a different team, too. I think it's just he's a ball-dominant guard. And this was the problem that everybody really had with this pairing of LeBron and him in the first place was why would you want a ball-dominant guard when you have LeBron James on this team? And you want the ball in his hands, right? Um, So And and Russ can't really get into a rhythm, I don't think. Um, I think he needs to play the game his way. And they've been ask, basically asking him to change who he is as a player at 33 years old. Like, that's not going to happen, right? Um, you know, old dog doesn't learn new tricks, whatever you want to say. But he is who he is. Um, and now he's getting to play like Russ. Um, he's getting put in situations that are making him successful. Um, and, and you know what? I got to commend him on swallowing his pride. I've seen him in interviews this season. He's been very short with people, very like polite, but one answer, like he hasn't been, you know, toxic or cancerous to the locker room or anything like that, as far as I can see. Um, so, you know, no, it's, pr- it's, proud it's of Russ be... for stepping into this role. And, it, and it's not easy, man. I know it's not easy. It's got to be tough for him. And I was going to, I was going to comment on it too, just because, you know, you, I, what it like, let me ask you, what do you remember? What is what do you remember most about Russell Westbrook? Because for me, uh, when I when I think of Russell Westbrook, one thing comes to mind. So what is what is your memory of him? I think of uh, once he was the only remaining person on OKC and he was able yeah. to, you know, take that team far into the playoffs even though people didn't think he was that type of player. People thought it was just KD, it was just Harden. So mm-hmm. And in particular for me, it was that it was the season where he he averaged, I think it was the first time ever that a player had averaged a triple-double. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to to be, to play at that high of a level, to be, to be the first player in the history of the NBA to average a triple-double throughout the season, and then to, you know, I would say within, what, that was, that couldn't have been more than five, six years ago, maybe seven years ago tops, but... To be to now be playing off the bench behind LeBron James and honestly be the laughing stock of the NBA in in a city where you, they're you know all the LA I think that there's it's not quite 
like New York or Chicago, where a lot of those cities, all they have is their sports teams. But particularly the Lakers in that city, they are they are the spotlight sports team. So when you're on the Lakers, you're going to be in the headlines. And he has just he has just been receiving the worst of it. And yeah. so yeah, it's got it's got to be tough for him. And and I do I do respect them for being able to uh, you know hold it together, come off the bench, and still be productive for this team without. Uh, without causing problems. So, do you see him getting moved? I mean, uh, I don't know, actually. Maybe. I think he might have actually, you know, proved he has value uh, now, um, you know, doing these minutes off the bench and everything. So, may maybe I could see that, actually. I just, I, I mean... We'll see what we'll see what LA does, but I think it's you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be the type of thing where they're gonna have to start moving pieces, but they don't have they don't have much to move. So I don't know. I mean, the the LeBron era is over. It seems. Yeah. LeBron era done. Unless he gets moved somewhere where maybe he could compete, uh, like a Toronto. Where would that? Might, where would that be? You know, who's gonna why? Oh, he's gonna go back to Miami. That'll no, be, we don't want him. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> but uh, we don't want to talk Miami hypotheticals all day. Chris, was there anything else you had uh, for High on Hoops this week? Uh, no, I think that's it. I, I I guess I rolled too many joints. I already smoked, like, three, <laughs> but I still have, like, three left. So I don't know. I guess I'll just have to smoke these joints while we're not talking. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We need yeah. to find some, some, uh, you know, there's not like weed related stories that come out about the NBA every week. It's really just, uh, Brittany Griner. Yeah. I mean, um, I, yeah, there was a, there was, there was like a, there was like a documentary, like a Lakers documentary that I was watching for a little bit. It was pretty good. You know, it wasn't the, it wasn't the HBO show. Oh, it was, uh, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a documentary made by magic yeah it was it was it was it was all right i stopped i stopped watching it after the kobe episode because after everything after sad. that i feel like it's kind of like, oh the lakers are catching like, up whatever. it's 71 69 um so well yeah we'll see um they're probably gonna lose anyway yeah, well, <laughs> yeah they're gonna they're gonna lose we'll talk about it next episode yeah we'll sure. talk about it next episode uh, but, uh, yeah, it's an exciting time in the NBA. Hope you guys are watching. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of High on Hoops. Subscribe. See you. Bye.